Hi there, I'm editor Tom D'Antoni back in the coffee shop this week, that coffee shop being World Cup Coffee and Tea at Northwest 18th and Gleason in Portland. With me today is blues singer Karen Lovely, who has a new album called Ten Miles of Bad Road, which sounds like the title of the blues song, because it is. A lot of people are saying that this is her best album yet, and I'm one of them. We'll play a little bit from it at some point. It's up on the charts, very gratifying for her because it was long in the making, long and hard, and we'll hear all about it. Next week, music photojournalist John Rudolph will be here. You've seen his photographs in Oregon Music News pretty much since we started in 2009. The week after that, the walking hurricane, known as Monica Nelson, will be here. Right now, let's meet Karen Lovely, shall we? Hey Tom, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> um, man, you got a your album's kicking, isn't it? <laughs> it's doing really well right now. Um, three weeks straight, number one in the Oregon charts. It's moved up in two weeks from 50th to 15 on the national charts. Wow! And um, uh, it's getting airplay all over in Europe and Australia and uh, all over the states. So I'm very, very excited. It's being very well received and um, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> did you do something different on this? I did a lot of things different on this. Yeah. Um, an awful lot of things differently. Most um, significantly, I wrote uh, a lot of songs for it myself. Um, uh-huh. Along with, uh, I worked with different co-writers. I worked with uh, Dave Fleshner and uh-huh. the two of us worked with uh, Vyasa Dodson. We, worked, we did one song with uh, Curtis Salgado. Yeah, and, uh, and then I did a couple of Al and Dennis songs, Alan Mercatani, Dennis Walker, uh-huh. who um, most people know from Still the Rain. They, they wrote yeah. kind of almost all the songs in that record. Yeah. So I'm really happy that of, of the 13 tracks, nine are um, either written or co-written by me. That's different. So very, it's a, a huge step for me. And, um, you know, I, I got an iPad last year, and it uh-huh. was incredibly liberating because now I can write... And uh, and put songs together, put demos together on my iPad. Uh-huh. So it really um, was a very freeing experience for me because I didn't need to ask anybody for help with anything. Um, uh-huh. I didn't need to worry about my playing chops not being up to par uh-huh. um, because I could just use the you know the built-in stuff in GarageBand. It yeah. was great. Yeah. So um, two of the songs I just did that. I just gave the studio band the, the demos right from my iPad. <laughs> it was great. Wow. Wow. Huh. So that's where I'm moving, um, the direction that I'm moving into. I want to, you know, um, songwriting is really important. It's something I've been working on for the past few years, and I was fortunate to be mentored by Dennis Walker and Alan Riccatani. And Who are they? Um, Dennis Walker is probably best known for being the guy that produced Robert Cray's Strong Persuader uh-huh. album. And um, you know the Smoking Gun album. Yeah. And uh, he's a three-time Grammy-winning producer. He's worked with BB uh, King and Betty Lovett, and and of course uh, Robert Cray. And he produced my second album, Still the Rain, uh-huh. in uh, along with Alan Mercatani, 
an owl is kind of a, a legend, a cult legend, really, uh, because he's a BB Chung King and the Buddha Heads, with an LA band. Um, and he he did trap. He had a record deal. He had a record deal with Capitol, I think, and they were huge, um, like uh, over overseas. And then he had kids and kind of retired to start doing the, you know, retired from the road yeah. um, and just played local gigs in L.A. and started producing records in his, at his home studio. So I, I love Dennis and Al. They're great songwriters. They're great. You know, Al is an amazing musician, uh-huh. uh, singer-songwriter. And um, I was very, very close to him. He's worked on every one of my records uh-huh. from Lucky Girl uh, to the two live records that I did. Uh-huh. And on this last one, uh, Tony Bronigal was producing it, but uh, Al played on six of the tracks, which is which is really great. And I recorded, uh, you know, again two songs that he wrote with Dennis, and one that mm-hmm. he wrote on his own that I've always loved that I wanted to cover. Uh, Company tell, Graveyard. Tell me about Tony. Tony, Tony is amazing. We started talking about doing this record four years ago. Wow. At the BMAs, uh-huh. we were we were drinking. Um, it was the after party in the bar and we were buying each other tequila shots <laughs> and I said, we should do a record together yeah let's do it and uh-huh. so um about two years ago i was i was ready to go in and start recording but my world kind of fell apart i had all kinds of things happening um i uh split from my long-term manager and label um uh, and um uh, my son got very sick. My son started having seizures, and and then uh, we ended up kind of homeless for a year. And so I went from you know a nice upward curve on my career to kind of you know crashing and burning really fast. It took a long time to recover, uh-huh. and um, and so the the project went on the back burner, and I did a um, I did a crowdfunding campaign to try and get the money that I needed to make the record. And I'm not very good at <laughs> asking for anything. Yeah. So my basic way of advertising it was sending out, you know, one Facebook post and that was it. So I didn't get anywhere near the funding that I needed, but I got some funding. And so I really didn't know what to do. And I spent the next year trying to figure out how I was going to come up with the rest of the money. And, um, and then I thought, well, you know, what would you be doing if you had the money? Do you, you know, would you do that same record? And I decided, no, I wanted to really write my own songs for it. So I thought, well, if you, if you had the money, you couldn't do it now because you don't have all the songs you want. So I completely chucked all the songs that I had picked originally to record, all of them, every single one of them, wow. and decided I was going to start from scratch with all new material and... Um, and I started writing. I started writing songs, and I went. Um, Dave and I met every week, and we would uh, have songwriting sessions. You know, I would have these ideas for songs. I knew what key I wanted. I knew what the you know most of the lyrics were going to be, and then Dave would help me. You know, with a with a bridge and a chorus and stuff like that. And, and he basically finished the songs because I had all these unfinished things, and, yeah. and he was great at making me finish them. And so, um, within a few months, we had, you know, we had nine, we had seven songs that we'd worked on together, and uh, and I ended up, you know, picking one of them. We we left off the record. I wanted to record a song that Dave first sang to me uh, in Basel, Switzerland, two years ago, 
at four o'clock in the morning, also after a night of drinking. And, uh, and he said, I got this song on my iPhone. I sang it into my office. You know, tell me what you think. And I loved the song. And so I, I thought, That's, I want that to be on the album. And then there were two songs. I, I revisited the ones that I'd kind of trashed. Um, and I don't mean trash. I mean just, you know, had decided not to record. <laughs> Set aside. And there were two that that you know Dennis and Al had written that I really loved and I thought you know I want to I want to do those two songs and so uh, and then I wanted to do Company Graveyard which I've been performing live for years and it's one of my favorite songs and so um, I thought what better thing to tie it all together than have Al play on the record and you know be the guitarist on Company Graveyard which which he did and uh, Vias played uh, guitar on the two tracks that we wrote together. Uh, that are really fun tracks. One is uh, You Stole My Heart, It's My Car I Want Back. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is uh, Ignorance, It Ain't Bliss. Um, so we had a lot of fun working on that. Uh, I think Dave and I had the most fun working on Frank the Spank. And, um, you know, there's just uh, the, title, the title track is one that was inspired by Curtis Salgado. Um, you you know the knuckleheads, right? You've done yeah, sure. some knucklehead shows, so um, so you know everybody has a different name. Yes. And I went to a knucklehead show one night. I think it was I think it was at Quimby's, uh, actually, right right uh -huh. around the corner from where I live. And Curtis was sitting in that night. Uh, he was Satellite Malone, <laughs> and I think John Mazaka was Sad Can Soup Can, and. Uh, and then there's a, a harp player, and he said, and you, you're 10 miles a bad road. <laughs> and then he looked at me, and he said, and you, you're mudflap dip. <laughs> and so anyway, uh, I sat in with the knuckleheads, uh, and a few months later, I did this show in Ashland, and, I, and 10 miles a bad road just really stuck in my head. Uh -huh. So as I was driving back home, I... I this song kind of came to me, you know, because driving is a lot of alpha, alpha yeah. states. So all my alpha waves were, you know, were going yeah. full tilt. And um, I got back home and I had, I'd written this song. And so I called, texted Curtis like four, three o'clock in the morning or something yeah. like that. And I said, yeah, I got this song I want that I wrote for you, not for you to sing, yeah. um, but, but you inspired it. So you want to hear it. And um, I went over his house and I played, played him the song and he said, ah, oh, there's only one problem with this song. I should have written it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, well, I think it, you know, I don't think it's really finished, so let, let's see if we can work on it together and make it right. And he yeah. had all these ideas on how to, you know, rearrange what I'd, what I'd done. So the two of us went over to Dave Fleshner's and we sat down and, and uh, finished the song. And, and, um, I was singing the demo, and Curtis was saying, "You know, you got to sing it like this." And he he sings it, and <laughs> and uh, and I said, "Yeah, well, that's how Curtis would sing it, but that's not how Karen would sing it. So I'm not going to sing it that way." And he said, "But that's the right way to sing it. You should <laughs> sing it that way." And so anyway, I said, "Fine. You know what?" I, I'll sing it your way. I'll sing you. And it was actually really funny because it sounds exactly like me sounding like I'm trying to sing like Curtis. But it That's was so funny. funny and it seemed so appropriate given the background of the of the story that uh the song that I thought yeah. I'll leave it in there and then, you know, Which song is that? 
10 Miles of Bad Roads. Oh, that's the that's title. That's the title yeah, track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let, so. let's, let's uh, I usually take a little coffee break earlier in the show. Yeah. I mean, later in the show. But let's, why don't we just take a, take a minute here and listen all to right. a little bit of it, all right? You got it. I just let this run. Okay. Yeah, I drop it in. Karen Lovely, <laughs> some of the title tune from Ten Miles of Bad Road, and uh, 